Um, name isn't to read to us now. It's good having our young folk around. And so our reading this morning is from Philippians, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Uh, that's on page 1179. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Um, Gary, we're going to miss this hymn. Sorry about that. We'll go straight in um, and look at uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, do we have some information coming up there, Norman? Please, gentleness. We'll call them values and I've given this definition already and it can be as was the case with my father a long long time ago uh, values can be very costly if we live by them but if they don't impinge upon our behavior or our life then are they value-less? Are they merely words? It has been rightly said for all of us that you can always find time to do what you really value. <coughs> but what is it that I value so highly that I am irritated when other people don't? That's a question. Now, we could. For example, last week in radio, on Radio Oxford, those of you who listened to Radio Oxford, um, they were asking, has Sunday best gone out completely. Uh, it wasn't only about church, if you go to how you go to functions, how you go to the theatre, how you would go to church, or what have you. Is it about respect? When I was young, you had to dress a certain way because it showed respect. But now perhaps respect is expressed in a different way. Thinking about Sunday best then, what about Sunday? 
people who value Sunday so much get irritated when other people treat it as just another day or stay in church what about the great hymns that we have come to value that have been such a help to us and now when you go to church all we do is sing songs do you get irritated that? see I'm trying to illustrate it values values gentleness is a tricky slippery word because it's used as we've said the same as meekness and Jesus, unless he was exaggerating, said, Blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. And you say, must be joking. But gentleness is seen best in contrast with. And when you come back to uh, Galatians uh, 5, which is the, the fruit of the Spirit, just see how the, they're not just put there as a random selection of words, but they are seen in contrast. Not like this, but like this. Verse 19, for example, of Galatians 5. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. The Catholic Church calls it original sin. There's nothing original about sin at all. Pretty predictable, isn't it? Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, rage, fits of rage, ambition, dissension, fraction, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, those who who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God but in contrast to that life in the spirit is like this and we're only using one little facet of that gentleness gentleness think of for a moment of the gentleness of the Lord Jesus that prayer some of us, like my generation, were remembered from childhood days, hasn't really done us any favours. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon this little child, pity my simplicity, suffer me to thank to thee. Isn't that nice? It's not like that. And sometimes perhaps some hymns are far too sentimental. Some songs can be like that as well. The gentleness of Jesus in this that he says, I want to put a yoke upon your shoulders. I want to harness you as we saw with a shire horse. And I guarantee it will fit, it won't chaff. You won't be unequally yoked with me. Come with me. Stay in step with me. You see what he's saying? The gentleness of the Lord Jesus. God is gentle and strong. We were praying before the service uh, just now and God reveals himself to Elijah with power and lightning and earthquake and noise because that's what he's like. But he got through to him best with a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. The Rambo image isn't always terribly helpful. Gentleness is a characteristic of Christian relationships. Gentleness should control our attitudes to those with whom we've disagreed 
or sinned. Look, for example, in Galatians 6, 1. Here is gentleness on the anvil of experience, not in the dictionary. No definition now, illustration, application. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual, you who are gentle, should restore him gently. See the word? And there's a little rider to it. But, and here's the rider, watch yourself. It is so easy to see the faults in others and have a blind spot yourself, so gentleness helps you to bridge that. So, restore him gently, watch yourself that you don't fall into the same temptation, carry each other's burdens, and in that way you will fulfill the law of Christ. You're in step with the Spirit. You are gentle. Gentleness should control our attitude. Now then, just think of gentleness, just before we wrap this up. Attitude, when you think about just this one little facet of the fruit of the Spirit, today, with you personally, and your relationships, is this. At this pivotal moment, is either your best friend or your worst enemy. Your attitude, which we read in Philippians 2, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who humbled himself, was gentle, became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And power that has transformed people's lives is exemplified in an attitude. Gentleness of the Christian relationships. Those should be the characteristics. Let me use an illustration. I got this as I was flicking through um, on the computer. A guide was taking visitors to a factory. One thing the guide showed them was a massive, giant hammer capable of crushing a car, leveling a car like a pancake. And then the guide illustrated this mighty hammer and he, hammer, and he put a walnut under the hammer and it was capable to be computerized to go down and just break the shell without destroying the inside. It's a wonderful illustration of strength controlled. That's gentleness. I had a good friend in school. His name was Malcolm. Malcolm Grabuski. You'd never forget a name like that. His father was displaced from Poland in the war and came to live in a place called Pontadawa. We were at school together. And when the steelworks closed, where my father worked, we played around in it when you shouldn't do. And at one point he said to me, My father is here. And actually he frightened me. I said, my, father, my father's ghost is here. He said, I don't believe in ghosts. Well, his fa I, he, my father's ghost is here. I said, why do you say that? Because he was crushed to death by that big gantry. It was a, an accident in the steelworks. 
power out of control can destroy power controlled can achieve so much and gentleness gentleness is one of these rare things hard to perhaps explain but a blessing to experience well okay um, what is it we tried to do that and then finally how do you get it is there a question then? yes how do you get it very quickly well it is a work of God's Holy Spirit so when we pray when we relate when we work we say these valleys that I hear about that I speak about are non-negotiable I'm not going to compromise on them I'm not going to cheat in my relationship husband and wife I'm not going to pretend I want to be gentle I want that yoke of Jesus to fit with me so that I can keep company with him and I can bear the burden carry each other's burden and so fulfill the law of Jesus it is a mark of a life lived in accordance with God's call and gentleness should be one of the distinctive features of a Christian let me use one final verse just look in Philippians 4 as we close Philippians 4 and verse 5 so in verse 4 that's the song that we opened with rejoice rejoice and verse 5 let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near the Lord is near you the Lord is with you you keep in company with him let your gentleness be evident to all it isn't merely a temperamental thing I know there are some people who don't see it in children some are more passive some are more active some are more fiery some are less we know that but this is different to that is different to that so the opposite of gentleness is harshness wildness out of control rather than self-control and there is a healthy tension and I hope you feel it because when you get back to Galatians 5 where this comes from in verse 16 it, il, the best illustration of this then is that we are like you and I who have the Holy Spirit who come to faith in Jesus Christ we are like a walking civil war there's the tension think about it okay look at verse 16 so I say you live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit you say gentleness no way no way meekness no you'll be walked or you'll be a doormat see the tension the spirit and the spirit is what is contrary to the sinful nature they are in conflict with each other and they do not do what you want there's a tension you live with the tension for the rest of your life as a Christian and if you're led by the Spirit you are not under the law there's no one to condemn you 
So, personal beliefs can be very costly. And we may be called to stand up for what we believe in. And we may be marginalized by our society, pilloried even within our own family, for what we believe to be true. And gentleness is a very powerful thing in an age which is full of conflict and war and strife. Could be our greatest calling, couldn't it? Life in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit. Well, we are finished and we'll just pray and then sing our final hymn. So let's pray together. Just a moment to reflect upon ourselves and give thanks that God's word is often like a mirror where we see ourselves and our needs and ask for forgiveness and fresh resolve just for one more week to go out to live and to serve. Lord, we thank you for the way that you bring such a wide, diverse group of people together. We thank you for the stimulus and the richness of that, of ages and backgrounds and abilities and gifts and temperament and experience and much more. We ask that we might truly value one another as fellow believers in the journey of faith and be a means of encouragement with each other. So we do ask for your blessing upon our young folk, particularly, though not exclusively, as they await exams and the future. And we think of the challenge of school, where all the pressures are upon our young people, that you would help them to stand and to present the true alternative, attractiveness and power of a living Lord. And various folk who feel so much the frailty of life, that your blessing would be upon them. We pray for the young children and the babes in arms in the creche as well, and pray that they might be nurtured in a living faith. And you'll give exceptional wisdom and values to parents that will be built into them. We are mindful of how quickly they grow. And Lord, we pray for your church throughout the world. We thank you for representatives here today from Burundi and Nigeria and Korea. We praise you for grace that transforms lives. So would you help us as we come to you today, hear our prayers and give us confidence to know that you are our good shepherd. You lay down your life for the sheep. You have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. And in that we live and in that we serve. Hear us, we pray, for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. May we share the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, evermore. Amen.